you know, I think people are really interested in. I think, you know, in my opinion, and for me, it works with me, right? I think it's a mindset, right? Mm -hmm. I think it starts with your, you know, you got to keep yourself physically fit, right? I have a ton of energy. I mean, I mean, I own the gym, right? My diet is great. I mean, I'm, I'm mostly vegan, by the way. I have a ton of, like I said, a ton of energy. And I, oh, and I play interview's over then. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, I don't eat meat. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I, and I'm very active. You know, I hike, I snowboard, you know, do all that stuff. So I, I, I don't consider myself that at all. Now, did things take me a little longer there? Yes. But they didn't care. They really didn't. You know what? Every person there wanted me to succeed. Listen to the vibes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes, and I'm happy to welcome Mr. Howard Waldstriker here. Now, you own a gym, and you had a fitness program, but you decided to get back into the uh, the corporate world, and from what I read, you are the oldest intern at Facebook. Now, well, how in the world did you get there? First, yeah, thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Um, first of all, I, I didn't decide, right? There were circumstances beyond my control, gotcha. right? namely the pandemic. So let me give you a little um, history about that. So yeah, I mean, I owned a, actually, I used to be a programmer way back when first graduated from college. I worked for Ross Perot down in, uh, in Plano, Texas. I did that for a bunch, bunch of years. And then, of course, we know the whole dot-com implosion happened. Right. Um, yeah. And I always had this passion of fitness. I was a fitness guy, tennis player, basketball player, all that. So I opened up uh, a studio called Half Hour Power. And uh, it was great. I ended up having two studios. I was in a big box gym. I trained some of the top athletes in the world. I did a demo at the University of Georgia with Serena Williams. Right. Um, the Denver Broncos came to my gym, specifically uh, Wes Welker and DeMarcus Ware, if you remember those yeah. players. Right. And um, and I did a video with the number one doubles team of all time. I mean, if you're a tennis player, you'll know who these guys are, uh, the Bryan brothers. So things were going great. And I did it for over 20 years. Right. So I you know, reinvented myself. And then what happened? The pandemic. I mean, and like everybody else, you know, people got scared and I mean, I, as, 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 as they should. Right? I was as well. And um, I was still paying rent at these. I was in a high placed rent districts and I just had to close them up. What was I going to do? Um, I used to be technical over 20 years ago when the pandemic had, right? There's a long, long time ago. I'm now 60 years old. What am I going to do? My wife had a business. Um, but that's not a good, you know, I, I don't want to work with my wife. Um, never a good thing, I don't think. Um, let me see if I can get back into tech, right? So I studied, right? I wanted to pick back up. Look, I was like, I was classically trained. It was like riding a bike. I just had to learn the new stuff. And I had an old brain, so things were taking me longer than it used to. I took these online courses. I sent out resumes. Nothing. Nobody would talk to me. I mean, it was, and I had connections, right? My, my cousin's the chief scientist uh, officer, medical officer at Johnson & Johnson. So I, they had a uh, program there, and they knew my name, of course, but nothing. And then Moody's, I mean, all those big companies. And then I found out this thing called uh, Relaunch, right? These companies that take people that have been out of work, 
for two or more years. Now it could be anything. It could be, uh, you know, you're taking care of a family or starting a business like I did, anything like that. I said, okay, that might be my best shot. Nothing. Again, I mean, I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I can't, com- I can't complain because what I hired myself over 20 years out trying to get back in. And I'll never forget this, Kyle. I'll never forget this. I'm lying in bed. It's a Sunday morning. <laughs> I'm scrolling through my phone, looking at stuff, looking at job stuff. And my wife says to me, what are you doing? Like, you know, what do you think I'm doing? I'm scrolling through, looking at, at job openings. I said, there's an opening here, but there's no way I'm going to get this. And she goes, just apply. You know? And my mother always told me, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? You know, it only takes right. one. I said, I got like two of the seven things that they want, and it's the best of the best. Facebook. I'm like, no way. But, you know, I did it. I applied, thank God. And the next day, the next day I get a response. Wow, I have an interview now. That alone, I was excited. So to make a long story short, I go through that. I pass that. Then I have another interview, a technical interview. Now this one, they ask you five questions and you have 25 minutes to answer it, programming question. Then I have another five questions, 25 minutes to answer it on like database stuff. Okay, so I studied and I prepared, and I was really slow with answering the questions. So comes a day when I had to do this, I was so nervous. I mean, if you asked me what two plus two was, I, 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 I'd use my fingers. I was that nervous. I don't know why. You know, the guy's looking over my head. He's real, you know, real firm. And I, I did okay. And I thought for sure, yeah, you know, it's over. I'm not going to make it. They pushed me through. I made it. I go to a final one, right? So now... I have a four-hour interview, just about between three and a half and four hours with four different people, and all virtual, of course. So I study like hell again. The, you know, the first two I do really well. The third one was so-so. And that last one, I remember to this day, I just had no clue what the guy was asking me. And I was like this close, this close to saying, you know what? It's just not for me, man. But I didn't. Right? Thank God I didn't. I can hear the frustration in his voice getting upset with me because I just wasn't getting it. So, you know, that finished. I knew I was terrible. Of course, I go to take a shower and, you know, as you're relaxing, then your brain relaxes like, oh, that's how you do it. And of course, I knew how to do it at that point. Now, mm-hmm. this was this was for an internship. This was their what they call and this was their return to work program. So what it is, is you go into it. Right. So if I get accepted to it, I have 16 weeks to prove myself. So that's mm-hmm. what I was going for right now. So then I you know, I went upstairs, told my wife, I was, oh, God, I was so close. I think there's you know, no way. So I get a call that night, that night. And from the recruiter, I didn't answer the phone. I listened to the message. It was like, Howard, I need to speak with you. You know, call me tomorrow. I'm like, what, what can it be? You're going to ask me to call you to tell me that, you know, I didn't get it. I call the next day and she says, Howard, you were really interesting. Very unusual. We never had this happen before. Two people, right, two of the recruiters said, very strong, hire him. One said, ah, so-so, I can go either way with him. And, of course, the last one was like, very weak, do not hire. So they thought about it. They talked with the managers. They said, you know, due to this you know, situation here, the pandemic and everything, it was a long day. We're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. We'd like to make you an offer. I couldn't believe it. Not only an offer, they gave me a sign-on bonus. And I was like, she said, wow. you know, oh, yeah, what do you think about that, right? And I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. And, you know, they pay very well. And I was like, I don't need to think about it. Yes, I'm in. I remember walking out, 
my, my, my mother-in-law happened to be over here and I told my wife what they were paying me and then a sign-on bonus. I mean, I had a smile from year to year. I, I was in, at least I had, a, someone was giving me a chance, right? And of all companies, Facebook, right? What were the odds of that? So now I'm in the program mm-hmm. in, this, in this internship program. So it's 16 weeks, so that starts. And that's how I, and that's how I got into it. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Wow. I bet that was nerve wracking because, uh, you know, I've kind of thought about that. What if I got back into the workforce? I've I've been retired now for going on almost four years. And uh, well, it was kind of a a forced thing. I have a I have spinal disease, so I'm on disability. But I had enough years working for the city that I could take out my retirement. But I was like, man, what if they were able to one day fix me and I had to go back to work? And it's it's a scary thought. Well, I, I, and I've worked for so many years. Why is it so scary? I'm going to tell you what, what, what has changed, right? You know, now I, I have to make it through this program. So now you got this 60 year old guy that's tw- over 20 years out that, you know, the last time I was in the corporate world was you know, so long ago. What has changed? Well, everything changed. Number one, everything was virtual. So mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the first meeting I ever had there, I couldn't believe it, right? Now, you got to understand the people there, they're brilliant. So we had we were in the orientation, right? So everybody has to go to this orientation. And we come on, they put us into groups, groups of 10. And I specifically remember them said, you know, go by your the month you were born, right? January, February, March. And that whoever was born in January will go first and tell them about yourself and et cetera, et cetera. So we get on, there's 10 of us there, everyone's staring at each other. I hate that. Now, I'm originally from New York. I'm a talker. I, you know, I have personality. And I, I, come on. So I took control. I said, okay, who's born in January? Right? No, no, no response. February, no response. March, no response. Oh, wait. Oh, I was born in February. Okay. Go ahead. Go tell us about yourself. So that was the first um, you know, the taste I had at, this, at the communication there of the people there. Mm-hmm. So after that, I got put on my team. Right. So the first team that I was on was called the, the, the chats, the groups like you have a group on Facebook. Right. You know, you have groups for music, you have groups for you know, movies, whatever that is. That's the team that I was on. Now, I got a mentor as well. So he's like 26 years old, the mentor. And I see, you know, the big joke with, with me and my wife was, uh, you know, when he got off the phone with me, or phone, text or whatever, you know, I'm sure he said to his wife, can you, can you believe I'm training this old guy? <laughs> but, the big, but the big joke was he probably he probably texted that to her, you know, so. And I also had a mentor, uh, not a mentor, I had a, a buddy. They give you a buddy as well. So I was speaking to the buddy, I'm looking at him. I'm like, wow, man, you're in the return to work program? You look kind of young. He goes, yeah, I get that all the time. He goes, I go, well, how old are you? He goes, 32. I'm 32 and you're returned to work. Okay. So we go on and we have a cohort of everyone that's returned to work. I'm the oldest by over 10 years, right? Not even close. And over 20 years out of corporate world. Mm-hmm. So 
not to be racist or anything, but you know, I was the only American born in the group, number one. And mm -hmm. I was the only male part of the group. So it's heavily dominated by women. Because right. it started, you know, the, this return to work program started uh, from IBM. And it was for women that, you know, was, was, you know, took time off to have a family. And they wanted to bring that, bring them back in. All right. So I make it through, make a long story short here. I'm going through my, I'm at coming to the end of my, uh, I think it was, it was 16 weeks. And you have to give a, a presentation. If I, I started with this quote, and let's see if your listeners know who said this, right? So the, it was a famous quote when I said it. It says, younger people are just smarter, right? Do you, do you know who said that, Kyle? You remember? Uh, I, I don't think I'm familiar no. with that one. Okay, so younger people are just smarter. Mark Zuckerberg. It was all over the internet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I should have guessed. That. Right. So I said, you know what? I look around. My, everyone's so smart. I mean, I said, I agree with them. I go, the, the people here are brilliant, but. What you can't teach and what I'm bringing to you is life experience. I own the business and I feel that's why they brought me in because I look at things differently. I ask different questions. In fact, I had a habit of looking people up on LinkedIn. That's what I did with them, Jim. I like to know who I'm dealing with. Yeah, yeah. So I would, we'd have a meeting, right? So I look people up. I was like, oh my God. So I said, first person, you know, they're from, you know, from one guy who's Harvard, PhD, another guy, you know, three uh, degrees from Stanford. Um, you, you know, Berkeley, computer science, I mean, you know, the best of the best schools. And then there was me, right? Look, and I wasn't much of a student back in the day. I mean, it took four schools for me to, to graduate, but I, but I did, I worked hard. So that was, the, was going through my mind there. So time goes on and I did really well. I really did. I understood everything. I worked hard and I was loving it, really loving it. So then comes to the end whether they're going to make you an employee, a full-time, now become a full-time employee at Facebook or let you go. Mm -hmm. And I thought I, I did everything I needed to, that I, they were going to hire me. So I said to my manager, and I would meet with my manager every single week, once a week. That's everyone met with the manager there. And I kept asking him, are there any red flags? No, you're doing great. Okay, great. Comes to the end. I'm all finished now. All of a sudden, you, he's, he says, ah, we have some issues. I'm like, issues? You, how come all of a sudden? You didn't tell me that before. Well, we're not sure you can learn the tools as well because you're used to other things. I'm like, come on, I've been doing this the whole time. He goes, well, you know, we, we got a couple of days. Let's let's see. I wait, I wait, I wait. So that third day, of course, I get a I get a text. Right, everything's text. There's no email. Right. Right. In fact, I, I'll tell you another story there because we had this. Um, I was having this the first problem I had to do that my mentor gave me. He mm -hmm. was really stressed, by the way. And I was going back and forth. I'm like, he's not giving me enough information. I'm like, God, oh, back and forth. I said, man, can we just get on the phone here and then explain to what I have to do? We don't use the phone. <laughs> can you email it to me? We don't email. Right. So, you know, I had to learn how to set up these video chats and all that stuff. Right. So we set up a video chat with my manager the final time to see if I'm if they're gonna hire me. And I and I said to him, I look right at him and I said, Don't torture me. Yes or no. And he smiled and said, congratulations, Howard. I'd like to make you a, a, a full-time, an offer as a full-time employee as a data engineer. I was, mm -hmm. I jumped for joy. I couldn't believe it. I'm now, I am now a full-time employee at Facebook. So wow. now I said, okay, so am I still on your team? And he says, well, that's another issue here. I only have like a senior position available and I don't want to set you up for failure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so maybe he's looking out for me, you know, giving the benefit of the doubt. Okay, and they're going to try to find a team for me that I can succeed, right? They want to have a senior person that can mentor me and help me and et cetera. So we wait and wait and wait. 
And finally, they put me on the newsfeed team. So, so Kyle, you go on Facebook, right? Yeah, I do okay. Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, where they do the posts, where you put your right, posts right. on, you make your comments. Okay. That's the team I was on. So I was on this team for the newsfeed, and I was responsible for what we called meaningful social interactions. So mm. someone leaves a comment. And based on what, how you react to the comment, maybe you, you write a few words, maybe you put a uh, heart or a like, that's worth a certain number of points. And that's yeah. how the algorithm determines where it goes. So I was responsible for pro uh, providing metrics for that and doing all other visualizations and things that the uh, data scientists, the executives would look at. Great, I'm loving it. And then I get the opportunity to finally, finally go and see the mothership. Right. And, you know, I want to see what it looks like. I've heard so much about it. So right. we get a chance to go down there. Oh, that place was unbelievable. I mean, as, you, as you can imagine, as you know, all the food is free. Right. 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 And then and they have ice cream stores, banks, wood shop. I mean, you name it, a park on top of the building. Unbelievable. Jeez. But I digress for a second because I, I want to tell you the difference between the ages. Like, I'm sure your audience could possibly relate to this. There are a couple of funny stories I want to tell you. The first one was you guys know you know remember when James Kahn passed away? Yeah. You know James Kahn, right? So yeah. so I put a uh, we had a big chat for a group there were like 50 of us in this newsfeed team. So I I go in the chat and I say, you know, rest in peace. Um I, you know James Kahn and I put a picture of Sonny Corleone. Right? I remember so him I said, being rest in, in peace, the Sonny Corleone and I put a picture of James Kahn, something like that. Mm -hmm. So 2 minutes later this kid like someone on the team Person that responds to that, replies to that, and says, Wow, I thought James Conn was only famous for Elf. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, oh my God. Right? I couldn't believe it. So I respond back to him and I and I said, Look, your homework for the weekend, right? You need to go back and watch Godfather part one and part two. Right. right. I mean, it, it was crazy. And then it was always about my eyes, right? Always my eyes. Cause they would show these documents and every single time. I would say, can you make it bigger? I can't see it, right? Call it the, you know, it was my right. I mean, I, constantly. I mean, after a while, I just gave up with that. It was, you know, <laughs> I, put my, I, I hated going like this and this. I, I couldn't take that anymore. But, um, I mean, it was an incredible, incredible learning experience that I had there and one that I will, you know, always remember. Um, and that was about it as far as my experience there. As far as I, I mean, I was Conn. there almost two years, Kyle. Wow, two years. I was going to say, uh, James Conn, love The Godfather, but my favorite with him has to be Brian's song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a tearjerker. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian, I love Brian's song. Brian Piccolo. Yeah, the awesome, awesome oh, yeah. movie. Love that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm right behind you. I'm in my 50s, and... I, you know, I wanted to do something that was productive, of course, and I wanted to try to generate money. And, and you know, let's face it, I, I'm still a man. I still want to provide for my family, and I don't want to have to rely on the government to do it, right? So I figure I get into podcasting, and I see all these young people and all the incredible things they do with their videos and I went in and, and uh, I found an editing program and then I got on YouTube and I, I would watch the videos 
to see how to do the program. So taught myself how to do it. Within a couple of months, I got to where I it I, I don't have to think about it. it. Just everything comes automatically. But you know, I'm 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 a '70s kid, you know, yeah. '80s kid. Yeah, it's hard to relate with this generation. So, I mean, how is that for you, knowing that, like you said. They thought James Caan was famous for Elf. Right. <laughs> you know? right, right, right. We right. say Brian's song, and you knew automatically what I was right, talking right. about. Right. Well, actually, I have a few more things to tell you. I just remembered. <laughs> I, I need to add to this because you're editing this anyway. But yeah, to, to, to answer your question, uh, there's, there's a huge age difference. Right. I mean, also, we had this, uh, what we call the, um, a music bot. So everyone would get a text and it was your turn and you would put up with current music that you're listening to, right? So they would put up all these songs I never heard of. Then when it would come to me, I would always put up the old songs, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, you know, right. maybe a Beatles song or, you know, some, so, something like that, just to expose them to that. But mm -hmm. I want to tell you is, um, so after my, I was there about a year first and I had my first review. Mm -hmm. Now, the way they do the reviews there are very interesting. It's almost like, you know, the managers all get together in a room and they have to defend you for what they're going to give you. You can either get a meets, uh, meets most, meets all, you know, redefines expectations, you know, higher and higher, or even below a meets most, which they'll probably fire you. So right. I did really well. It comes to my review of my manager and I said to him, and again, these are stuff I just remember like it was yesterday. I said, I deserve a redefines expectations. Of course, he laughs. I said, well, let me tell you why. Who do you have here, right, to compare me with? <laughs> you don't, there's no one here that you can compare me with. <laughs> and, you know, he hems and haws, of course, but, you know, what are you going to do? So we go on and on. Of course, I ended up with a meets, uh, meets most. I mean, I couldn't really complain because I pretty much, it meets most there is, any place else is, is excellent because right? I did everything successfully. But mm -hmm. they're comparing me with other people at the level that they brought me in at. Mm -hmm. And if those people are doing way beyond, of course, you know, they get it. They're the meets all and you get the lesser. So time goes on and I'm getting ready for now. I'm almost here two years. So now I'm getting ready for the next, my next performance review. And I'm speaking to my manager and he wants to really make sure, you know, his job is to get me to that meets all. So he provides this whole list of, pay, uh, you know, a, a worksheet for me that I can follow to hopefully get it. Because he has to defend me. In, you know, in front of everybody, the, in front of all the other managers that I'm doing as much as these other people are doing, or maybe I'm doing more. Mm -hmm. So I do it. I look at it. He gives me a week to do each one. And I said to him, I said, why should I go for a meets most? Why? Let's, let's, let's go for a redefines expectations. You know, I want to go, uh, I'm not meets most, meets all. I want to do a higher one. This way, mm -hmm. if I don't make that, at least I'll probably, I will definitely, you know, make the meets all, right? Because I, I would get most of them, you would think. He mm -hmm. says to me, he goes, Howard, he goes, you own the gym, right? I go, yeah. He says, think of it this way. He goes, when someone goes into your gym, do you look for them to lose 20, 20 pounds right away? No, you're like, you're five pounds. All right, I get, I, get, I, I get it, right? So we had a good laugh about that. And then I continued to work on his thing. Now, he gave me a week for each problem I had to do. I, I did the first one in like two hours. I mean, it, it wasn't hard. And that was part of the thing that they were saying I wasn't doing enough, you know, stuff that, you know, provided more, you know, more creativity that I had to do. Like, but mm -hmm. this is what you're giving me. And he gave me the next one. 
same thing. And he goes, is it that easy? I go, no, I mean, I'm just, I know what I'm doing. I'm able mm -hmm. to do it. And then I got great reviews by what we called cross-functional partners. That's mm -hmm. the people that we worked with, your data scientists, your product managers. And, you know, I was old school. I was classically trained. I would do these, this document. I would make sure everything was right before I actually did the work. And um, so they gave me great reviews and he saw that. So I was like, okay. So now they're putting me on a team called the Avatars. Right? This is my final thing, right? They're going to give that to me by myself. He said, how are I not yet ready to, to give that to you just yet because you will get crushed. Okay. All right. I'm fine with that. So I continue to go in, but I'm getting better and better and better. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm on my way, right? And I thought for sure, it came that next review, of course, I would, you know, get what I needed. But what happened? Well, then we, they had the, uh, I was impacted by the layoffs. So oh, I never Lord. had a chance, never had a chance to see what I would have gotten. Oh, so, man. yeah, it was kind of rough there because I was working hard and I was, I was determined to get what I needed to get, right? I'm dogged like that. I just, I just keep going. Yeah. Well, and going back to what I was saying before about how I learned to do editing and put up these videos and all that stuff, I'm kind of slow at that too. I mean, um, we were the generation when uh, Atari came on the scene. <laughs> you know, right. That was big time technology for us. But I, I'm I'm trying to learn what these kids are doing, and they pick it up so fast. I mean, they're oh, born yeah. into it, basically. But you can teach some old dog some new tricks. Uh, I'm trying to learn some more and get better at it. But uh, I, I'm not hip to everything that's going on you know, with the pop culture and all. I, I told my wife, I said, I just don't belong in this world. You know, <laughs> I, I, I want to go and watch uh, you know the osmonds on tv again and, <laughs> and you know sunny and share show, sunny and share show. <laughs> jackson five and catch a uh, kiss on tv you know that kind of thing don kershner rock concert <laughs> i feel like a, a dinosaur you know and i'm relatively speaking i'm still young i'm in my 50s but i, I feel like a dinosaur um i do you feel the need like you have to keep up with the, the kids or are you pretty steadfast in you? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And that's one that I think people are really interested in. I think, you know, in my opinion, and for me, it works with me, right? I think it's a mindset, right? Mm -hmm. I think it starts with your, you know, you got to keep yourself physically fit, right? I have a ton of energy. I mean, I've, I mean, I own the gym, right? My diet is great. I mean, I'm, I'm mostly vegan. Uh, by the way, I have a ton of, like I said, a ton of energy. And I, oh, and I play interviews over then. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I don't eat meat. <laughs> and, then, and then, um, you know, I, and I'm very active, you know, I hike, I snowboard, we, you know, do all that stuff. So I, I, I don't consider myself that at all. Now, did things take me a little longer there? Yes. But they didn't care. They really didn't. You know what? Every person there wanted me to succeed, right? The only time my mentor got upset with me, so he gave me this problem. I do it. I don't know, a couple of weeks go by and I have to do something else again. It was something that I already did already, right? Mm -hmm. He said, and I, I've kind of forgot, I forgot how to do it. And, you know, that's, that's like an age thing, right? I have to do it a few times to really get it. And he was not happy yeah. with that. 
And then I would also, you know, I was old school. I would use pen and paper to write down. And it took, it took longer, but look, I always got it done as opposed to just, you know, copy paste, you know, real quick. You know, he wanted it fast, fast, fast. And like you said, these kids are like born to do their fast. They're quick. I, yeah. I put that though to a younger brain, man. When I was younger and started off with Ross Perot, I was like that. I was fast. I mean, and I was, I was, I was great at it. As you get older, I just think things take a little while. I mean, you still you're still able to do it, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to have, you know, the one word that comes to me all the time is you must have perseverance. You got to yeah. keep going because eventually you'll get it. Yeah, eventually you get it. You, 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 there's no you know there's no such thing as ever, you know giving up. I never gave up. I could have, right? My my grandson, youngest. Well, no, I mean my middle grandson. He's seven. He knows more about computers than I do. <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, look about it. Think about it. Think about when the computers first came out. I remember my, my mother, my father, my uncle. You know what they said? I, I got no desire to learn that. Yeah. I, they don't want to waste time them. on that. But, but there are other people. Like my, I, look, I look at my wife's mother and her grandmother. They wanted to learn it and use it. So it all depends on the person. right? It's that mindset. Hey, Bar & Grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-host sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar & Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby! God, I I remember when our school got their first computers and you had those little uh chip cards or whatever you call it you had to switch around inside the computer to do certain programs and then you had all those discs you had to load up and yeah i mean it was it was a long process and now you just punch a couple of buttons and you're right there which is crazy to me Uh, right technology man technology but it's great right i mean Think about it. Think how much easier it is with the internet and, and, and mail as opposed to snail mail. Yeah. You know, the postman. Things would take forever. It's easier to get to, to, to network and get a job now, actually, right? Oh, you, might, you can you Google might. into Google stuff. Oh, yeah. That's how I do a, a lot of my research is I'll go and yeah. I'll Google it and I'll find everything I need. But my Even wife. Texting. Oh, yeah. My, my wife, she works on computers all day. She knows that stuff like the back of her hand and yeah. she shows me all the stuff that I can do on the computer and I'm, I'm still slow at it. But one thing she put on my computer was uh, that calendar where you put all your stuff that you're going to be doing. I still have my desk calendar, yeah. <laughs> like writing it down. <laughs> I still I, have I a pocket calendar. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. My wife's been on me forever. And I, I finally, you know, I, I use my phone now and I put everything in the calendar there and it took me a while. I used to write every, everything down just like you. I mean, but, uh, you know, use the technology, as she would say. And, yeah. I, and you know, it's kind of funny. It's like to, to, sh- to tell you that, you know, when I was working at Facebook and we're, we're coming back from the mountains and, I had to do something with the phone. My kids were in the back seat. Um, I have grown kids. Uh, one's a senior in college. My daughter is out of school already. And I had to do something with the iPhone. I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> so my, my, my daughter says to me, 
data engineer my ass. <laughs> In fact, speaking of my daughter, um, so she she was at her job and she told me the story and they had to introduce themselves and they had to, you had to say something that other people you know, wouldn't know about you or, or something, not just anything about them, but just something. And she told me she knew exactly what she was going to say. She said, um, my, my dad, my, my dad, and, you know, she pauses, I'm sure, for dramatic effect, is the oldest employee at Facebook. And she was re really, really proud. I don't know if I was the oldest. I might have been top three or four, but pretty, pretty much up there. Definitely the oldest intern they ever had. I can tell you that for a fact. <laughs> so no, my, my kids were really proud. In fact, when I would tell people I went to Facebook, you should see their reactions. You? Oh, imagine. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, it was it was incredible, incredible, and I loved it. I loved to see their reactions, and my kids thought it was great. You know, really cool. In fact, over at my daughter where she was working, they would have an issue. Like anytime they had an issue with the Facebook, whatever they were doing, ask your dad. Ask your dad. Like, <laughs> That's kind of there. cool. <laughs> yeah, but I, I knew what the hell I was doing. My, you know, my, my nephew who riddles me all the time. He was like, "Did they not teach you that yet?" <laughs> like basic Facebook stuff. <laughs> My daughter, she would text me. And so I'd start typing out the answer and I'm, I'm barely into a few words and she would send me another text like dad with a bunch of question marks. Dad, are you there? And I'm okay. I ain't finished answering the first question yet. Give me a second, you know? Right. So I finally get it all typed out. And, and anyway, we ended up, going somewhere together and i was texting on my phone and i'm pushing the button she goes dad you know you can swipe and write these words quicker oh what the hell is that and so she showed me how to do that i'm uh yeah I, i'm i'm way out in left field <laughs> yeah no I, I get it i'm with you on that too i mean i so i used to have a Okay, so I used to have a, you know, I was Windows and uh, like a Samsung, right? Before I joined Facebook. So mm -hmm. when I joined, you had your choice. You can get a Mac or a Windows laptop, or you can get an iPhone and an iPhone or mm -hmm. Samsung. So I thought, you know, I need to, I need to get in with everybody, right? I need to get, I need to learn how to use the Mac and get the iPhone. So that's what I got. So of course, <laughs> that took some time for me to, to, to learn how to use. Right. And then that's why I'm still I still struggle sometimes with it, but I'm getting better and better. At it. Like like anything else, you got to use it. And now I know I just YouTube stuff and Google it and then I could figure out how to do it. And that's that's another thing about that was so difficult working there. Do you know that it's all their own tools? They're all internal because their data is so big. Mm -hmm. right? So you can't Google anything for help like on how to do stuff. It's all there that they have their own documentation. You know, you'd have to ask somebody or see how something works to figure out how to do it. And something else yeah, that I forgot to tell you was I want to tell you the difference. I think your audience will really appreciate the difference between working at the company that I was with Ross Perot, right? Of course, you know, you remember Ross yeah, Perot. I remember Ross Perot ran for okay. president and all that good stuff. Exactly. And, and, and EDS, that was the company I worked at and that he started. And then and compared to Facebook, when I worked for EDS, you know, obviously you had to wear, you know, suits and tie, like, like most companies back then, hair shorts and all that. But yeah. if you're at your desk, and if you left your desk, and if you had to go to the bathroom, and you went to the bathroom without your jacket on, the, I don't know if that ever happened, but, I, but it was in the forms there. It was grounds for termination. No way. <laughs> not, yes, Good not only grief. that. 
if your hair got too long, this was definitely in Plano in Dallas. Uh, there was a barber in the basement that you would have to get it. You know, you had to keep it short. There was no facial hair except really? for very neatly trimmed mustaches. And if your tie got too loud, if your tie was too loud, go get another one. So it was blue suits, gray suits, white shirts, very strict. Now, compare that. And not only that, we had all these different teams. You had requirements, right? What, what do we need to do? Then you would do the work. Then you had like a whole testing team. I mean, things took forever. Like if you had made one little change, it would take forever just to get into production, right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to compare that with Facebook. Okay, well, Facebook, we, like a lot of companies today, you could wear whatever you want, anything. Didn't matter. Yeah, I'll leave. Right, shorts, to, I mean, whatever you wanted. But, you know, I was old school, so I always got pretty much dressed there and at, when, when I was working there. Yeah, and then, gosh. and then the, the best part of this was, you know, they're all about moving fast, right? Mm -hmm. They don't want to wait, move fast. We want to make impact. There is no requirements team. There is no testing team. So you do what you did, right? And you have, <laughs> you have a teammate, someone on your team, review it. Mm -hmm. However, you know, if they actually review it or how close they review it, who knows? If they get, if they say, yeah, it looks good to me, you hit the button. It goes right into production. <laughs> Wow. Who knows if that's going to break anything? Could that happen to me? Someone from another team put something in and all of a sudden my stuff broke. I'm like, what's going on here? And this person made a change without telling me. So that's, that's the stuff there. But you know what? I got to be honest with you. I love mm -hmm. it. I love, I love not having that red tape. That's pretty cool. Right? I mean, I hated the red tape. It just ugh, took forever to do stuff. Here it was like, bang, get it done and fix it on the back end. So... You know, yeah. I, I loved my time at EDS and I loved my time at Facebook, even though they were completely, you know, different uh, companies, right? Yeah. Well, you know, customers want things right now. So when you've got something like social media site, anything goes wrong. I mean, the world comes to a halt, basically. Get right. it fixed. Get it fixed. So I can imagine you know, they have to get through without all that red tape. Gosh, I remember the days when you when you had a job, you had to dress properly. There was no, uh, no visible tattoos, no earrings for the guys and, you know, trim hair, always looking neat. Can you imagine if you was to take the kids nowadays and take them back in time and oh. tell them they had to go to job, they would freak freak, no, no colored hair. You couldn't have any of that kind of stuff. No, nothing. Not only that, you know, you know, EDS and most companies, you couldn't you couldn't drink alcohol for the most part. I don't know how it was with most companies, but at EDS. But here, they, they do that at lunchtime. They can have a beer or something like that and, and not worry Jeez. about getting fired. Right? That's so crazy. It's crazy. You know, you go, like you said, about looking for jobs and stuff. You know, you got, and today what's so different is, and that was happening to me was when you sent that, when I was sending out resumes, they were going to black, and I had connections. They could still go into black holes. I, you know, who knows what this algorithm is that that that, that has to pass in order for you to even get a, a, an interview? While way back when, right, it was more of a who you knew. You had a Rolodex, right? You met somebody. Yeah. You, would, you would say, "Hey, let's meet for a cup of coffee," and you know, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> completely, mm. it's a completely I, different landscape. I, I was overhearing a conversation my wife was having with a friend of hers, trying to help her apply for a job. And she says, oh, you need to use these keywords and these keywords. And then they're more likely to pick it up and look it up like, what? You have right. to get in an algorithm just to put in a resume? 
That's exactly. nuts. Exactly. Oh, it was, I mean, and I'm sure your audience can, can resonate with it. It's the fact that, and everyone can, when you send out resumes, just, it goes to, who knows where the hell it goes. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a completely different deal. Now, it's also, you know, back then also you were sending out a mail, right? You were sending, you would, you would, you would, you would, you'd have to go by the, by the postman, right? To, to get it over there. So mm -hmm. now everything's email. And of course there's thousands and thousands going there. So it's just a completely different way of doing things. And, and you either have to go with it, right? To be successful, figure it out or not. Right. Oh. So again, that's when the perseverance comes. You can't stop. Eventually you'll, some, something will come. You know, uh, Formula 409? Mm -hmm. You know why it's called Formula 409? No. Because the first 408 were not good enough. <laughs> is that is that true? That's very true. So that's why you don't give up. Right. Same thing with Under Armour. You know the story of that? No, no, I haven't. Under Armour. So the guy that started Under Armour uh, was down to his last pennies, and he was living in his grandma's basement mm -hmm. and then he finally you know finally then finally uh, hit it by giving it to some athlete and then 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 he took off right all wow. anything like that anything worth look there are no overnight successes right that's true there are no overnight successes it's all hard work whatever it is right what, mm -hmm. whatever you're going for i know like with me as like and i'm gonna tell you kyle i was even facebook if i didn't get the facebook one i i, I was sure i would have kept going but i i I don't know what I would have done, but I, but I ended up working with my wife or who knows, right? I mean, I'm also a big believer in fate, Yeah. right? I always feel like it was meant to happen because now I have a story to tell. In fact, I wrote a book about my experience. I and think people need to read that. I think people need to read it. It's very insp inspirational and motivational for people that are in, you know, at that, at that age, whatever it is, over 40, over 45, that are looking to... Maybe they want to do something different, right? Change careers, anything like that. I think the mindset with a lot of the younger generation is that, you know, how you've got a, a social media site and then something you post just happens to take off and you're viral, whatever they call it. I, I think a lot of kids are expecting life to be that way, that it's just going to be that quick oh all of a sudden everybody loves me i got this job or i i'm doing this i'm doing that no it doesn't work that way now when you were in texas did you ever hear of a guy named mattress mac mattress mac no okay so in houston there is a, a couple of stores called gallery furniture now mattress mac he uh, he took a loan out from his in-laws and he was selling furniture out of the back of his car and he just, he was good at it. And eventually he was able to get his own store. And the next thing you know, he's got two stores. And if you go to visit this place, it's like going to a, a playland or something. Cause they've got a section for the kids, all kinds of stuff for them to play on. They've got a place where you can get food. I mean, this is a furniture store, right? right, right. And the guy has so much money that Every year around Christmas, he get he picks a certain amount of, of families that don't have anything. And he gives them a house full of furniture. Wow. Awesome. But he started in the back of his car. There's so many. And people. now look at him. 
Right. Kyle, there are so many successful people that have done that. Look at um, Nike and, and mm. all those big companies. You ever mm. use, uh, I just read this. You ever use um, the spice, uh, Sriracha? Oh, yeah. You use Sriracha? Okay. Mm-hmm. So same thing. It was the Vietnamese guy who was an immigrant came over and he wanted this, this that, that, that spice that he had back in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And so he made it himself. He would make whatever he did and he would, people, friends loved it. He would give it to restaurants, people that he knew to use. And next thing you know, he's same thing. He started selling it. And as you know, it became a billion dollar business. Oh yeah. We've got so, a bottle of Sriracha sauce in the refrigerator right it now. It can happen. You know what? Just always remember that, right? It can happen. You just have to, you know, look, I mean, there is some luck involved. I like even myself. I mean, I got really lucky. There is luck involved. You have to, there has to be yeah. some, but you make but, your own luck, but you make your own luck. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You have to make it. If you don't do anything, well then, then, then you get it. It's like, it's like when I was growing up, you know, I was a little shy with girls, of course, like a lot of us are guys, you know, in your teenage years, my mother would also just, you know, just, you just have to ask. Otherwise you'll never know if they say yes or no. They want to go dance as badly as you do, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, exactly i mean and look i mean let's look at it in the real world you know how things are nowadays people are hiring not so much on always skill it's more of you know skin and all that other stuff and then i i mean look you're 60 years old you know you're close to retirement yeah you you've got all yeah you've got all these young kids that got all these years ahead of them and they they know this stuff better than you and i probably ever will but you didn't let any of that hold you back yeah and you're still able to get in yeah you know now you meant you you know you you bring up a good point so you know i i totally had imposter syndrome when i was there i was like you know why did they bring me on here because everyone was so brilliant um and i really believe it was because, you know, it wasn't for my technical wizardry, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't there. But I brought that different thing that maybe they wanted, right? The different perspective that I had, different way of answering questions. I mean, and I think I taught them. I taught those other, my other, you know, co- co-workers. I, th- I taught them some stuff, right? We all teach each other, but whatever, how old you are. Mm-hmm. I taught them not, not to always say yes, 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 yes. I mean, is it impactful? I mean, what, what's this going to cause? I mean, just because your product manager says, oh, now, can you add this, 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 and this? I'm like, you need to learn how to you know, push back a little bit and say, we can do that, but that's going to take longer. You know, mm-hmm. don't just do what they tell you to do. In fact, you know, when I left, one of the my coworkers said, you know, Howard, you know, one of the, our, our, our team meetings, they're just not going to be as fun without you, right? Because I brought, you know, conversation. I mean, you know, these people are just so smart but they're not very good communicators. And I felt I, I, I brought that to the table and they all got better with it and started opening up. It was, it was great to see. Um, well, you also have a certain wisdom that these kids don't have. I, I'm not going to lie. The stuff kids can do nowadays, it blows my mind. But a lot of them don't have very much common sense or street smarts. And street you got to smart. bring... You bring that to the table. So maybe that was something they was looking at as well. Yeah, exactly. A lot of them don't. I mean, you said a key word, the, the street smart. You know, I had a business sense. Mm-hmm. I knew I was always looking. I'm always, you know, when I had my business, it was, look, some guy once told me 
He goes, when someone tries to sell you something or ask you something or whatever it is, whatever it is, he goes, always ask, always say, um, so what? So what? What's it, is it going to make me money? Is it going to be impactful in the business? You know, it might look cool and do everything great, but so what? And I mentioned that to my, you know, we had a thing and I kind of brought that up during a team meeting. <laughs> and then one of the senior guys was giving a presentation on something. And sure enough, at the end, the manager that I told that to, the head one, this was like the director, he said to him after, he goes, you know, I'm going to use what Howard said. I'm going to say, so what? <laughs> I, I don't think the guy was too happy with it, but I agreed. It was like, so what? It looks cool and all that, but what's it doing for the business? You know, because you got to understand, people at Facebook, they're under a lot of pressure because you have, you kind of, you got to find your own things to do. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I don't know how much more there is to do in social media. You have, and it has to be very impactful for you to get your, you know, the, the performance review that you want. So people come up with stuff, but they have to say that to themselves. Right. So what is this, what's this doing for the company or for my team or, or, or something like that? That was a big deal um, over there. But to answer your question about me, technically, I mean, I was, like I said, I was classically trained. Mm -hmm. that stayed with me for a long time. I know how to code. I know how to debug. I know how to do all that stuff. Even though the language, these new languages that they come up with all the time, even though that has changed, the, the basics are still the same, right? It's just a different syntax. It's like learning Spanish, Italian, whatever. It's just a different syntax that I had to learn, right? Mm -hmm. And a, a different tool. There's no different than, like one of the tools I used there was no different than what we used. It was just a, they just did it differently, if you know what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe that a lot of people out there in the world love an underdog story. They want to see that that person that is not as likely to succeed actually make it. You know, I, when I watch football, a lot of times I was rooting for that team. They said there was no way they were going to win. Right. Of course. And it's exciting when they do. I mean, did you always consider yourself an underdog? Oh, come on, Kyle. I was the biggest underdog there was. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I, I was praying I would make it through that internship. Number one, I was an underdog just to even get through the interview process. I mean, thousands and thousands of people apply for that. Right. So I thought I'd have a chance in hell. And I got to tell you, I, I don't think my age was an issue at all. Really? No, I don't. I don't because I did well on the, I, I don't think they cared. All they That's... cared about was that I can do it. And I bought, and I said, like I said, I was a business owner. I brought something else to the table. Oh, I mean, yeah, I felt like an underdog the whole time, but over time I didn't right in the beginning, right? Of course, in the beginning, right? Everything's new. Like, well, how am I going to do this? But once I started getting comfortable and producing stuff and my partners that we I told you we call them the cross the XFNs we call them the other the data scientists the product managers etc once they were like no can we have Howard do this they were asking for me to be on the team I I I, I was there there was no they don't look at the age right now if you look if you look old if you act old that's why I said in the beginning you got to take care of yourself now number one right if you need to lose weight lose weight if you need to get fitter get fitter get more energy you you can't act old Get that out of your mind. It's a mindset, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm more of a practical joker than anybody. Act, you know, be like that. And um, I really believe that, I mean, I got along with everybody. I, I did. Especially when we went to the, 
you know, and I went to the mother's ship. Hey, hey, Mr. So-and-so, how are you doing? How are you doing? Great, great, great. I mean, it was awesome. Because like I said, a lot of these kids are so smart, right? But they, they are. But their communication skills aren't aren't that great. Well, the their faces are always in their devices. Their faces are always in their devices. And that's a, that's that's something in today's world that you know, when we were younger, I mean, I'd be outside all day long, right? Yeah. I'm not, you know, playing basketball, stickball, whatever it is, just outside. You know, you didn't have that. You know, you watch some TV and that was about it. But now their faces are exactly. I, I'll see kids in the same stinking room and they still text each other. But uh <laughs> That's right. That's why that's why the joke was with my mentor when he when he he would you know, get off the phone with me or the chat, whatever, instead of talking, saying to his wife, can you believe I'm changing this old guy? He, he probably texted it to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, same, same, same idea. Well, unfortunately, we have run out of time, my friend. Um, so real quick question inquiring minds want to know, is Mark Zuckerberg really a reptilian? <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> let, let, me say, let, 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 let me say something for the end here about Zuckerberg. Because I, as a business owner, all right now, I'm he would give, he'd get in front of us and 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 would talk, be real, you know, real transparent and say stuff there, and I knew things were getting bad, right? And I said I made a comment. I know he saw it, and other people picked it up. I said, look, Zuckerberg, I called him Zuckerberg. He's a a, a really good wartime CEO. I really thought he was, and he's going to do what he has to do. All right, he owns a business. I own the business. Sometimes decisions are hard to make, but they have to be made, and. And I know, and I really believe he did everything he could not to lay people off. But I think things happen, you know? I mean, he, I think he just gets a bad, he gets a bad rap. I mean, you know, because he's in the public side. But if you ever owned a business, you know, you know how hard it is sometimes to lay someone off. Just one person. Yeah. But sometimes it has to be done for, you, for the business to survive. That's a, a whole nother uh, show right there. That's a whole other show Zuckerberg. right there. Exactly. I'm sure people <laughs> may not agree with me, but, you know, well, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, what's the the line from The Godfather, right? You know, it, it wasn't, it's not, it's it's not personal. It wasn't personal, right? It was business. It's all business, right? It's all business. And that's the way you got it. That's how you have to look at it. I mean, I wish I wasn't laid off, but I get it. I understand. Thing, things happen. You know, you just have to. So make best with whatever situation you're handed and you're not going to do anything if you're just going to sit there and whine about it. Right. Just remember that it's, it's not personal. It's business. Now, Howard, do you have a, a, a website? I don't have a website. Um, well, I used to have one for my gym, but um, I have uh, if you go onto like amazon.com, just go to amazon.com mm -hmm. and just do a search on Facebook's oldest intern. It'll come up. Okay. And uh, you're, do you, you don't have like a site to sell your book or is it just on Amazon? Just on Amazon. Just on Amazon. Okay. What about social media? I know you're on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as my nephew says, they haven't taught me that yet. I still have to learn a bunch of stuff. <laughs> no, I just do it on Amazon. You know, my goal is to really um, to get out and inspire people and to motivate people that it can happen. And, you know, I'm proof that it can, that doesn't matter how old you are, just do what needs to be done. And, Eventually, you're going to get it. You just can't give up. I mean, that that was my whole point in doing it, yeah. and why I want to do these podcasts just to get the get that out there, and just get people to get up and get going. Don't 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 feel bad for yourself. 
you can do be it. Inspired, be inspired, be motivated. That's yeah. the only way you're going to be successful. Yeah, but, there's uh, hope. You got hope. Yeah, it can be done. Just don't give up. But you're on Facebook and LinkedIn. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, just a regular. I don't, you know, just I have I have a, I have a Facebook page. I mean, just a regular Facebook. You know, my personal. Yeah. Well, any other social media? No, I'm not really much. <laughs> so when they were brought me in there, they're all about that. Man. There was a lot of stuff I didn't know because I don't really use it that much. Yeah, I've kind of neglected it the last two or three months. I don't know what it is. I have just haven't had the desire to be on social media or post anything. Yeah. I I do LinkedIn because it's more serious and uh, you get a lot of good contacts on, on LinkedIn. Well, I did LinkedIn for jobs at the time. Mm. That was a that was a great job uh spot to look at and I keep going there. But I'm not on like my wife complains all the time. Why aren't you on Instagram or anything like that? I I, I don't bother with that. <laughs> I know, and I work for Facebook. That's the funny thing. That's why my nephew's always like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I get a lot of interviews off of LinkedIn. I'll tell you that much. Nice. But, nice. But anyway, Howard, thank you so much for sharing your story and uh, keep me up to date. Let me know what, what's new. Yeah, totally. I have a couple of interviews actually. And uh, send me a copy when you, or a link or something when you I'll, hopefully. I'll be you'll have some editing it looks like to do since I was all over the place. Oh, I, I'm the one that needs to be edited, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll send you all the links as soon as I get it uploaded. But thank you again. Yeah. And no, my also, pleasure. I hope, hope you enjoyed oh, it. Oh, I really had a good time talking to you. Nice. And I uh, want to thank all of you out there. If you are new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button and I hope you'll come back. And for those that are my regulars, y'all make it possible for me to do this. And for that, I, I don't have enough words to say thank you. So until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind to one another. God bless and peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Listen to the Vibes. You can catch us on Buzzsprout or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook at The Vibes Broadcast Network.